Hi, this is Elizabeth Spring at North Node Astrology and NorthNodeAstrology.com. And today I want to talk about doing readings, both for yourself and for other people. And I'm just going to throw in a few other somewhat random ideas related to this. I, I wrote in a book on... Um, doing readings for yourself and for other people called Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer. And that is available on Amazon in uh, paperback and Kindle and Audible. Of course, it's best in paperback because uh, it, it's a good reference book for you. But today I'm going to offer you some uh, thoughts that, that I have some very strong feelings on. So I hope you'll join with me on this. Thanks for stopping by today. Okay, so this is Elizabeth Spring. I'm back again. And today, I, you know, I almost was going to stop doing the podcast, but I got very motivated talking to someone this afternoon. And I realized I have more to say and I wouldn't wear things I want to share with you listeners out there. And I have a bone to pick with some other astrologers, and I'm not going to say their names, but I am going to say something that I think is highly unethical to do, both in a personal reading, uh, in a podcast, uh, and if you're even looking at your own chart, there's something, uh, a, a nugget here that's very important to know. And what I think is unethical that is going on in some podcasts uh, with astrologers, and, and not some of the best astrologers, but a few of them, are forecasting a lot of gloom and doom. And I think it's a very um, cheap way to get a, a lot of listeners glued because the world is falling apart. We're going into civil war. Uh, oh, the virus is not over yet, etc., etc., gloom and doom. And this is wrong. And the reason why it is wrong is that it is simply not true, and you cannot tell that from an astrology chart. Why? Because every sign and every planet has a higher and lower octave of expression. And if you only go for one without balancing it with the other, you are not telling the whole truth. And so people will look at, some astrologers will look at, let's say, the Saturn square Uranus square that's in the heavens right now. It's going to be going on all year and go, oh my God, this is is so much this this is bad, you know, and they will go on and on with, with that. Well, I've seen uh, this aspect of Saturn square Uranus in many personal charts of people uh, when it is, is one of them is a personal planet. And uh, I often recommend doing yoga at these times because the body is holding a lot of tension or the psyche is holding a lot of tension. And yes, we have tension in the world today, but it does not mean that the world is necessarily going to take 
the road of doom. And I think this is a, a really important note. Uh, when you're looking at your own chart, if you start there, don't you, if beginning astrologers will see all the wounds and all the problems in their own charts, and they do not see the gifts. They will look at Saturn, for example, and they will see the downside of Saturn instead of the potential of, of Saturn. Saturn is now is one of the most doable planets that, that is out there. Um, and that astrologers have come to realize that because it is so workable, if you are willing to focus, if you are willing to concentrate and do the work, Saturn rewards more than any other planet out there, more than Jupiter. It's not just random good luck. You get a reward for hard work done. So don't be scared of Saturn in your Saturn return or in your chart. And we shouldn't also... As a, as a country and as a world, look at the fact that we have Saturn squaring Uranus and say, oh, these are two opposite energies. Uranus wants to break things up and it's unexpected things and it's earthquakes and uh, anarchy and revolutions. Yeah, it's it can be all those things. And Saturn can be very staid, conservative, status quo. However, let's look at the whole story. Usually a Saturn-Uranus square means there is tension being held and reforms are being tried. That is the Uranus. It may not always work. There will be uprisings. Yes, that's Uranus. But are you willing to do the work? If so, you will get the reward of Saturn. So please, when you're when you're speaking to your listeners out there on podcast land, or when you're doing a reading for somebody, and when you're looking at your own chart, please look at the higher and lower octaves of expression of every sign and every planet and make it a balanced reading. And when I say this, this is going to bring up for you when you look at your chart, you're going to say, but wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. There are opposite things here that are paradoxical. It doesn't make sense. And you know, most of us have paradoxical charts because most of us are paradoxical people. We are private people and we are public people. We are this and we are that. And it gets activated when we have a transit to that particular um, part of our chart that represents the introversion or the extroversion. For example, if you look at your chart and you have Mars in Leo, now this is usually seen as an extroverted um, uh, combination there. Aspect, but perhaps you have the Sun conjunct Pluto. That is very private uh, and is totally opposite the Mars in Leo. Yet many of us will have exactly that kind of things in our chart. And we are both private and we are capable of being public too. And we need to look at the entire chart 
and not label ourselves or anybody else too quickly, but see what is useful. What part of the chart would be useful to to um, bring forth now, to express now, and what part would it be better let let relax a little bit. So maybe it is time for you in your life to express that Mars in Leo and to say to that Sun-Pluto uh, conjunction that you have, uh, yes, all right, I, I, I know the undersides of life. I know how hard things can be, blah, blah, blah. But I am going to honor the voice in my psyche, that Mars in Leo part of who I am. And at this point in my life, I'm going to try speaking up and seeing how that is, uh, how that works for me, how that works for other people. So reading a chart is, is a um, both more complex and more simple than you may think. And that's why I wrote the book, uh, Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer. What I tried to do in that book is really to simplify um, your chart and chart readings in general. We don't have to, every every astrologer has a, has a niche and we don't have to do um, bring all of that into a reading. What we need to do is look at the important points. Is somebody or are you in the first Saturn return? Are you in your Uranus opposition? Are you in your Chiron return? Um, oh, my dog is, is seconding this information. Um, sorry about the background noise. But pick out the most important salient points of your chart or for your client and let that, um, let that carry you. Let that be the most important thing. Um, look at the sun, the moon, the rising sign, and the north node. Do look at the north and south nodes. I, I devoted separate books to each, the north node and the south node, because I think they are so important in our life. All right, I think my dear little puppy is saying that I've talked enough for today. I've vented enough here. Um, if you're interested in uh, more, uh, please uh, go to Apple podcasts and uh, you'll find me there under North Node Astrology and give me a little feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Also go to check out northnodeastrology.com. Bye bye.